0: It's one of those hobbies that just kind of engulfed in your life. You know, I think it's a bug that once it bites you, it's there. And I just encourage everybody else to get bit.
1: <laughs> Hello, and welcome. This interview is brought to you by the Grandview Group and the Life Story Library Foundation. Stories play an important part in all of our lives, and they have since most of us were children. The interesting thing about the power of stories is that it not only can impact your psychology, but your very physiology as well. I'm talking today with Cassie Ashton, who is the host of the Storytelling Strategies series produced by the Grandview Group on behalf of the Life Story Library Foundation. Cassie is a storyteller herself. She's associated with the Tupanoga Storytelling Festival, and she's here to tell us a little bit about stories. And Cassie, first of all, welcome. And let's start with stories. Why are stories so important? Thank you.
0: Well, David, first let's just say that um, because storytelling is often used in conjunction with films and music and art, I just wanted to clarify so people had the image that when we talk about stories and storytelling, we're talking about that act of one person sharing a story with another person, that oral telling to a live audience, whether that's around the dinner table or the conference table or the classroom. Um, it's that kind of interactive art that we have of taking images and making them come to life. Um, you asked why stories important. important, why, why they're a big deal. Well, it's kind of interesting because lots of research recently has shown through areas in cognitive sciences and neurological sciences, you had mentioned developmental psychology and neural net marketing, that they all begin to show the value and importance of story. They tell us that, you know, cells that fire together, wire together, that we personally are hardwired to think in story terms. Um, Some of that's just because told stories for centuries, and um, mostly that's how we, our brains are predisposed to think in story terms, to use the structure of story to create meaning and to make sense of the in, events and actions in our lives. And it's because, because of that that it becomes so important in being able to understand story and know how to use it so that we can be more effective in communicating with other people.
1: Well, if you think about it, um, our species, you you talk about being wired for storytelling. I would imagine that our species told stories before they recorded stories via writing or pictographs or whatever. What was it about those stories? Um, I I see it as a way to convey information, to educate, even to entertain. I, I imagine our oldest ancestors sitting around a fire somewhere using the power of story to to do all of those things.
0: I heard a kind of funny analogy one time. They said that, you know, people can go about 40 days without food and about three days without water, but only about 35 seconds without finding meaning in something. You know, that we we need to understand the meaning, and, and that's what story does for us. So, yeah, whether it was, you know, you know back on eons and time it's it's how we've always shared and communicated and and made sense of our lives um so it's it's really powerful, and I think that um you know we we started to well i think even now it's becoming more and more important because we now have this barrage of of information that's coming at us, and sometimes to be able to sort through all that. If it's told in story form, we sort through it so much quicker, so much faster, we can relate to it so much better.
1: Well, so let's roll the clock or the calendar forward, as it will, from uh, the campfire of our ancestors to today. I know that one of the things that you've uh, got on the schedule for storytelling strategies are uh, a group of people who are going to talk about how stories are used in business. And if you think about it, um, every product, every brand... In fact, many companies, there's, there's a story behind it. Whether it's a story they tell themselves or maybe a story consumers tell about them, it, it appears that stories are part of who these companies are. What is it that you hope to accomplish with your storytelling strategies for business? And maybe tell us a little bit about a couple of the folks you already have lined up for these webinars you're going to be doing.
0: Well, I think what we're hoping to create is to give people better tools um, so that, you know, those that maybe have always enjoyed stories growing up, like you said, we've always heard them, we know about them, but don't really know how to completely use them, that we'll give them some of those tools to be able to do that. Um, Now, some of the fun guests that we currently have lined up, one of them is Karen Dietz. She's the owner of Just Story It, where she helps leaders and businesses and companies in storytelling. Now, her most recent project was Business Storytelling for Dummies. Uh, it's a fabulous resource, and I would say it's fabulous not just for those that are in business, but anybody who wants to use stories at work. Um, now, I first met Karen years ago at an NSN conference when she was the executive director of the National Storytelling Network, and that's an organization that helps growth storytellers. She, she's really connected and knows a lot about what she's talking about, and she can help you know everybody from the novice to the more experienced, in knowing how to really effectively use the power of stories. Often in in store in businesses, they're using the the kind of you know shorter stories, um, but it's you know but you still want to have a beginning, a middle, and an end. Remembering that you know the uh, what a story is is there has to be people. And some kind of problem that they overcome, that there's some kind of transformation. Um, and so it's teaching, you know, executives how to craft those stories. One of our other um, amazing uh, presenters is going to be Ty Bennett. Now, you know, most people would refer to Ty Bennett as an amazing entrepreneur and an author. He has a new book that's coming out called The Two Most Important Days of Your Life, and it's a fable. And I just can't wait to read it. He he's also written The Power of Influence and The Power of Storytelling. Um, at a young age, he had started a direct sales business with his brother, and it's grown all the way over to twenty million in annual revenue. Um, I think he's only in his mid thirties right now, as it as it is. I think I first became aware of him when he I was at a networking meeting, and somebody was talking about an upcoming course called Storytelling Bootcamp. My ears kind of perked up because I thought, I know most of the storytellers in this area. Um, And I didn't know them. And out of curiosity, I took the course. It was really good. And I think I was reminded of how powerful this gift is, Um, not just for entertaining, but for learning and informing and connecting and inspiring people. And Ty does a beautiful job in being able to do that. Um, so those are, and then we have, you know, many others, but those are two really prominent ones that um, we have that are coming up that I think are just going to give us some powerful resources of knowing how to use it, especially for business people. Because um, oftentimes we've been aware of it, like, just to entertain, or oftentimes people will say, well, yeah, stories, I'll bring my kids. If you say go to a storytelling festival, I'll bring my kids. Uh, no, it's not just for entertainment, but for um you know, being able to sell products and being able to better relate with uh, team members. So there's just lots of applications, and they'll they'll kind of walk us through all those various different applications. Um, and, of course, you know, it's, it's going to take a whole lot more than, you know, two or three webinars, and that's why we have wanted to have a series of webinars and a variety of different people because they all have different um, aspects of which they'll be able to show us how to, you know, how to use stories in business.
1: Well, let's talk about that, uh, that series, if you will. Uh, these webinars are about 30 minutes long. Talk to me a little bit about the, the structure of the webinar. Uh, on the one hand, that's not a lot of time. It's probably not as good as being in a day-long workshop. On the other hand, people are busy. Sounds like this might be something that just about anybody could squeeze into a lunch hour. What, 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 what are you going to do in those 30 minutes?
0: Well, that's kind of exactly the idea. Just, you know what, people are busy. There's lots of information. So we wanted to keep it pretty short, you know, maybe 20 minutes of instruction time. Um, They will be webinars, so there will be some kind of a PowerPoint presentation, something that you can see, but we'll also have just audio. So we've asked our instructors to make sure that you know um if if somebody can't see a slide that they'll share whatever the information is on it um we've asked them just to you know share a couple of points. They all have like you said, information where they could teach multiple workshops um all day workshops um, you know, but just key in on one or two quick facts um, but we've also said, hey, make sure that people can walk away with something actionable, something that they can implement today something that they can help them move forward in using these skills and that's one of the things that um, we hope will really be beneficial so that it won't just be information but you'll know how to use that information and apply it um, in real time
1: well and thus the title storytelling strategies they are going to walk away with Strategies, tactics, things that they can probably apply in their business lives uh, you know the very next day.
0: And that's why we said you know twenty you know twenty five minutes of instruction time, and we hope to have five to ten minutes of question and answers at the end of each webinar, um, so that those that are listening and and you know either want more clarification or want to go a little deeper can can do that.
1: Well, and uh, we don't want people to think that this is exclusively for entrepreneurs and business people and people in the C-suite and marketing and sales. That's part of your series. But you're also doing storytelling strategies for, for educators. So let's, uh, let's toggle to one of my favorite topics. What is it that we can do for educators? I'm, I'm thinking of a six-year-old grandson I have. What, what, what can well, he be learning about stories? What can we do to help educators?
0: Well, that's the, the fun thing with educators is, you know, whether it's a grandparent or whether it's a teacher, um, we want to help them, first of all, just learn how to, to we want to just expose them to stories. And um, so as grandparents, I just say, read lots of stories. You'd be surprised at, as you know, how they're not, our children today, because there's so much media, are not being exposed to maybe some of the literature that they once were. Uh, but we get excited about being able to go into schools, being able to help teachers do residencies. One of the things they find is, you have to remember, our first language is words. You know, and that you remember and that little two-year-old, and you're trying to teach him you know, to speak, and it's the words, and then he puts the words into meanings and creates stories from there. Well, our second language is writing, um, and so, you know, once they get in first or second or third grade, they begin to take those words and write. One of the challenges we have, though, is, is that we have really low kind of writing scores in our nation. Um, and one of the things they're finding to improve that is that if you can get kids to tell the story they've been asked to write first, then they will have a better time to sit down and write it. Because if they can tell it to their neighbor then it begins to gel and form, and they can write it. So we go into schools and try to help teachers learn how to get kids telling stories to one another. First, beginning to just, you know, retelling fables or folktales, and then moving on to telling their own stories. So it's a, a, a fabulous tool, and a lot of people think, um, oh, young kids can't do it. I have seen kindergartners and first graders be incredible performers, um, being able to you know retell or a story that they have either heard or read. Um, they just get into it and love it, and it gives them that sense of confidence as well um, to be able to to share.
1: Well that that as well sounds like an exciting part of uh, of the series. It's kind of a three-legged stool. We have storytelling strategies for business if you will, storytelling strategies for educators. And then I guess that third leg would be storytelling strategies for everyone else. And let's talk about the everyone else. I'm sure everyone listening has that neighbor down the street or the relative who has just some tremendous stories locked inside of them that we'd like to preserve for posterity. And you being right out there in Utah, I think with the success of Ancestry.com and the emphasis on family history and genealogy, and that's exactly what the Life Story Library Foundation is trying to focus on, is helping everyone tell their story and archive their story. What are you gonna be able to do in a 30-minute webinar for everyone else, that third leg of the stool. What do you hope to accomplish?
0: Well, I think, you know, that's kind of where I also get super excited about, just because, you know, they've done studies now that tell us that stories bind us, that when we can tell our family stories, or like you said, even when we know our neighbor's story, that binds us, that connects us. Oftentimes what I see is is that People will have told the stories, but sometimes they're not always written down. Um, And so one of the things we want to do is teach people how to, you know, tell a variety of stories, a lot of different stories. I think sometimes we get in the habit maybe of telling one or two stories. So we hope we'll be able to say, hey, learn how to write different stories. Um, and multiple stories of your grandparents. I remember one time I was um, asked to do a special presentation for a city and to do some stories about founders. And so, you know, collected the family histories, talked to the families, did some interviews, um, put together a, a fun 15-minute story. After I told the story, one of the family members came up and said, oh, that was great, but I don't think great-grandpa was ever a doctor. Uh, he was a kind of a community healer, you know, and I said, and I knew exactly where the source was. And I said, well, I appreciate that, but his, in I, you know, referenced in this journal that his wife wrote, she had explained, you know, that this is what he did, and so, you know, that's why I shared that. And big guys looked at me and they said, oh, I guess we should read the journals. So they hadn't even bothered to read them. So we hope that we won't only just get people to write them, but we'll also teach people how to tell them so that if somebody that doesn't read them, that they'll also tell them, you know. Um, so I think that, um, you know, there's benefit in both learning how to write and learning how to tell so that those stories can be shared with everybody. Um, and, and it's just a kind of a fun family activity, too, to tell family stories.
1: Cassie, it sounds like a, uh, an information-rich series that you have planned. You're going to be the host of this, welcoming each of the presenters. As we said, it's about 30 minutes long. There will be some information posted along with this podcast if you'd like to sign up for one of these sessions. Cassie, I understand you're doing these uh, about once a week, starting mid-May. You're going to uh, start then and just continue through the summer. Is that correct?
0: That's exactly what we're trying to do. We hope we're going to get some momentum. Um, partly because, well, we just think it's a really important tool for anybody to learn, and you can see there's such a variety of ways in which you can use it. Um, But, you know, so and there's a lot. So, yeah, we hope we'll have, uh, they'll be fun, they'll be interactive, you'll learn a lot, we'll go through the whole summer. We're also encouraging everybody that they get excited not only, you know, about, telling, but also about writing, and we're putting out a call for stories, um, so that, you know, if you get thrilled and decide to write a story, that you can send it in, and eventually we'll get a collection of anthologies of, you know, maybe startup stories, or, you know, stories of your favorite teachers, stories of, you know, your favorite grandparent stories. Uh, we're hoping that eventually we'll be able to see more and more of these, because, I know sometimes that's one of my favorite things to do is just to sit down and, you know, read the transformational story of how somebody else has, has you know, overcome an obstacle because it gives me that insight of how I might be able to overcome a similar obstacle. So we're also hoping that it will inspire people to, to begin to write some of their stories down and share them.
1: So you're talking about a theme-based anthology of, uh, of, of personal stories, and they may be business stories, uh, stories about teachers, from teachers, uh, stories from real life organized around a particular theme. That's interesting, and, and is that something you will be introducing in the webinar? Yep. Excellent. Well, Cassie, with the uh, couple minutes that we have left, um, I do want you to talk briefly about the Tempanoga Storytelling Festival, especially for those people who may not be familiar with it. And also, I understand in terms of the work that you do on a daily basis, you're a personal and relationship coach. To what degree do stories play a role in the work that you do every day?
0: Well, as a personal relationship coach, oftentimes what I'm doing is basically helping people overcome some of the, you know, the faulty stories that they're telling about themselves, you know, and so it's, it's. You know, just that being able to, you know, rewrite their own stories um, and in more of what they want, and so it's it's something that I love being able to do is is helping them transform as well. Uh, as far as the Tempanoga Storytelling Festival, um, that's here in um, Utah. It's in Orem, Utah. It is one of the largest festivals in the nation. It's a festival that we always hold. You know, the Thursday, Friday, and Saturday before Labor Day, so Labor Day weekend. Um, And we have, you know, uh, usually anywhere from 12 or more, uh, you know, tellers that come in that. You know, share their wealth of, of expertise. Now, it's, it's, you know, definitely you're going to learn a lot, but it's a lot about entertainment. We have five tents that are set up, and during the hour, you'll have, um, usually in the mornings, we have youth tellers that have worked really hard. It's part of the, the, you know, storytelling program that we have here, um, in the school districts is to help run festivals, and then, you know, the cream of the crop gets to tell at, um, the festival. We also have the national youth case, uh, you know, the tellers throughout the nation that come, youth tellers that throughout the nation that have earned the right to tell at the festival. And so they usually tell, um, they're the first teller in the morning and then we have two other tellers um, each hour. And um, and then occasionally we have sometimes where you'll just have, you know, one teller if they have a a, a longer set. So you'll have in the mornings, or I mean, all during the day, and then we usually have an evening break and then have evening concerts. So it is, it's a, a, you know, a busy weekend where you're full of wonderful, rich storytellers, but I don't find anybody who doesn't attend and isn't richly rewarded.
1: Cassie, it sounds like you are fairly entwined in stories, all kinds of stories, the capturing of stories, the telling of stories, helping people tell stories. That's exciting.
0: It is. It's kind of, it's it's one of those, um, you know, one of those hobbies that
1: just kind of
0: engulfed in your life. Um, and it's, you know, something that is fun and rewarding. And, you know, I think it's a bug that once it bites you, it's there. And... Um, and I just encourage everybody else to get bit.
1: <laughs> well, we mentioned Life Story Library Foundation, and we're, we're coming to the end of our time here. But let's take just a moment. Um, tell our, our listeners about the Life Story Library Foundation. We are doing these webinars uh, on behalf of to support their mission. What do people need to know about the Life Story Library Foundation?
0: Life Story Library of Foundations is a charitable organization that is really working hard to create um, digital libraries so that you can put your stories there and they can be saved, Um, you know, and not only saved but accessed. I think sometimes that is the, you know, one of the challenges if you've even family stories or other stories, you know, you have to have access to the book or access, you know, to be able to share that story. Um, and if it just so happens that, you know, the family journal gets stuck at Aunt Bessie's house, then maybe the rest of the family won't know those stories. Or, you know, there are oftentimes, you know, wonderful, rich stories, but you want to be able to access them. And so they're trying to create that space in that vehicle where you can have the stories be placed. They'll be accessible to, you know, to all people, and um, so we're just really wanting to support them in being able to collect and have the resources to, I I guess, you know, save them.
1: (laughs) Cassie, thank you. This is uh, David Brake on behalf of the Grandview Group. We've been visiting with Cassie Ashton, who is going to be the host of a new webinar series devoted to storytelling strategies. Those will uh, begin in May. They'll run every week throughout the summer. There will be information posted with this podcast if you'd like to participate in one of these webinars. They are free, they are sponsored by the Grandeur Group and the Life Story Library Foundation. And that's my story for today. Cassie, thank you so much for taking the time to join us.
0: Thank you, David.